Hey guys, it's me, Ishita, and today we'll be reading another chapter of Matilda, that is the first miracle. So now let's just waste time, and if you haven't followed, check it out. Matilda sat down again at her desk. The tangible seated herself behind the teacher's table. It was the first time she had sat down during the lesson. Then she reached out a hand and took a hold of her water jug, still holding the jug by the handle, but not lifting it yet. She said, I've never been to understand why these small children are so disgusting. They are the bane of my life. They are like insects. They should get be rid of as early as possible. We get rid of flies with fly spray by hanging up the fly paper. And I've often thought of inventing a spray of getting rid of small children. How splendid it would be to walk in this classroom with a gigantic spray gun in my hands and start pumping it. Or better still, some huge strips of sticky paper, I would hang them around the school and you get stuck to them and what would be end of it. Wouldn't be a good idea, Miss Honey? If it's meant to be a joke, mistress, I don't think it's a very funny one, Miss Honey said from the back of the class. You wouldn't, would you, Miss Honey? The Trunchbull said, and it's not meant to be a joke. My part idea of a perfect school, Miss Honey, is one has to be no children. One of these, I shall start a school like that. I think it would be very successful. The woman's mad, Miss Honey was telling herself. She's round the twist. She is only one who ought to be get rid of. The trunch bull now lifted the large blue porcelain water jug and poured some water into her glass. And suddenly, when the water came out with a long, slimy, knew it straight into the glass. Plop! The trunch bull let out a yell and leapt off her chair as through a firecracker had gone underneath her. And now the children also as saw the long, thin, slimy, yellow-bellied, lizard-like creature twisting or turning in a glass and squimmered and jumped out as well about shouting, What is it? Oh, it's disgusting. It's a snake. It's a baby crocodile. It's an alligator. Look out, Miss Trunchbull, cried Lavender. I'll bet it bites. The Trunchbull, this mighty female giant, stood there in green breeches, quivering like blank manage. She was especially furious that someone had succeeded in making her jump and yell like that because she prided herself on her toughness. She stared at the creature twisting and wriggling in the class. Curiously enough, she had never seen a newt before. Natural history was not her strong point. She hadn't the faintest idea what the thing was. And then, she was certainly looking extremely unpleasant. Slowly, she sat down again in her chair. She looked at this moment more terrifying than before. The fears of fury and fire had hatred were smoldering in her black eyes. Matilda! She barked. Stand up! Who, me? Matilda said. What I have done? Stand up, you disgusting little cockroach! I haven't done anything, Miss Trunch. Well, honestly, I haven't. I have never seen that slimy thing before. Stand up at once, you filthy little maggot. Reluctantly, Matilda got to her feet. She was in the second row. Lavender was in the row behind her, feeling a little bit guilty. She hadn't intended to get her friend into trouble. On the other hand, she was certainly not about to own up. You are a real repulsive, rappling, maculous little beaut, the Miss Trunchbull was shouting. You're not fit to be in the school. You ought to be behind bars at RP. 
I shall have drummed out of this establishment in utter disgrace. I shall have the perfects chase you down through the corridors and out of the front door with hockey sticks. I shall have the staff escort you home under the armed guard. And I shall make absolute sure that you're sent to the reformatory of Delhi delinquent girls for a minimum 40 years. The trench bull was in such a rage that a fate had taken on a boil color and the legs of froth were grinding under the corners of her mouth. But she was not the only one who was losing her cool. Matilda was also beginning to see red. She didn't in the at least mind being accused of having something she had actually done. She could see the justice of that. It was, however, a totally new experience for her to be accused of a crime that she definitely had not committed. She had absolutely nothing to do with that beastly teacher in the class. But golly, she thought that rotten trench bull isn't going to pin this one on me. I'd enjoy it, she screamed. Oh, yes, you did. The trench bull rode back. Nobody else would have thought a trick like that. Your father was right to warn me about you. The woman seems to have lost control of herself completely. She was ranting like maniac. You are finished in the school, young lady. You are finished everywhere. I shall personally see what you're up to in a place where not even crows can land their droppings on you. You'll probably never see the light of the day again. I'm telling you I didn't do it, Matilda screamed. I've never seen such a creature in my life. You have put, put a crocodile in my drinking water? The trot will yell that there's no worse crime in the world against a headmistress. Now sit down and don't say a word. Go on, sit down at once. But I'm telling you, Matilda shouted, refusing to sit down. But I'm telling you to shut up. The trunch bull roared. If you don't shut up at once and sit down, I shall remove my bent and you have at the end of this buckle. Slowly, Matilda sat down. Oh, the rottenness of it all. The fairness. How dare they expel her for some things she hadn't done. Matilda felt herself getting angrier and angrier and angrier, so unbearably angry that something was bound to explode inside her very soon. The newt was still swimpering in the tall glass. It looked horribly uncomfortable. The glass was not big enough for it. Matilda glared at the trunch bowl. Now she hated her. She glared at the glass with a newt. She longed to march up and grab the glass and tip the contents newt and all over trunch bowl's head. She trembled to think what the trunch bowl would do if she did that. The trunch bowl was sitting behind the teacher's table, staring with a mixture of horror fascination at the newt wriggling in the glass. Matilda's eyes were also rewrited on the glass. And now, quite slowly, three began to creep over Matilda's most ignorantly and peculiar feeling. The feeling was mostly in his eyes. A kind of electricity seemed to be gathering inside them. A sense of power was brewing in those eyes of her. A great feeling of great strength was settling itself deep inside her eyes. But there was no another feeling which had something else to gather and which she could not understand. It flashes like lightning. Little waves of lightning seems to be flashing out of her eyes. Her eyeballs were beginning to get hot as though vast energy was building up somewhere inside them. It was an amazing sensation. She kept her eyes steadily on the glass and now with the power of concentrating herself in the fun, small part of each eye and growing stronger and stronger and it felt as though millions of tiny invisible arms with hands on them were shooting out of her eyes towards the glass she was staring at. Tip it! Matilda whispered. Tip it over! 
she saw the glass wobble. She actually tilted backward a fraction of an inch and righted herself again. She kept pushing it with all those millions of invisible little hands and arms that were reaching out from her eyes, feeling the power that was flashing straight into the two little black dots in the very centers of the eyeball. Oh my God, it's getting interested. Tip it, she whispered again. Tip it over, one more glass wobbled. it. She pushed hard, harder still, willing her eyes to shoot out more power. And then very, very slowly, so slowly she could ever see this happening, the glass began to lean backwards, farther and farther and farther backward until it was balancing on just one edge of its base. And there it teetered for a few seconds before finally topping over and falling with a sharp tinkle onto the deck stop. The water in it and squimpering newts splashed out of Miss Trunchbull's enormous bosom. They had mistled out a yell that must have rattled every window pane in the building, and now for the second time in the last five minutes she shot out her chair like a rocket. The newt clutched desperately at the cotton smock where it covered the great chest and there clung with its little claw-like feet. The trunchbull looked down and saw it and she bellowed even louder with a wipe of her hands and sent the creature flying across the classroom. It landed on the floor beside the lavender desk and very quickly dug down and picked it up and put it in a pencil box for another time. A newt, she decided, was a useful thing to have a note. The trunchbull had faced more like a boiled ham than ever was standing before the class quivering with furry. Her massive bosom was heaving in and out, and the splash of water down the front made it a dark wet patch that probably stroked right through her skin. Who did it? she roared. Come on, all up, step forward, you won't escape this time. Who's responsible for the dirty job? Who pushed over this class? Nobody answered. The whole room went silent as a tomb. Matilda, she wrote, it was you, I know it was you. Matilda in the second row started very still and said nothing. A strange feeling of sincerity and confidence was sweeping through all of her. Sudden, she found that she was frightened by nobody in the world. With the power of her eyes alone, she had compelled a glass of water, tip and spell its content over the horrible headmistress, and anybody could do that would be do anything. Speak up, you clotted carbuncle, wrote the trunchbull. Admit that you did it. Matilda looked right back in her flashing eyes, and this infuriated female giant said, I have not moved away from my desk, Miss Trunchbull, since the lesson began. I can say no more. Suddenly, the entire class tried to raise up against the headmistress. She didn't move, they cried out loud. Everything knocked. She, she didn't move. Matilda didn't move. Nobody moved. You must have knocked it by yourself. I most certainly did not knock over myself, wrote the trunchbull. How dare you suggest a thing like that? Speak up, Miss Honey. You must have seen everything. Who knocked over my glass? None of my children did, Miss Trunchbull. Miss Honey answered. I can watch for that. Nobody has moved from his address all the time you have been here. Expel Nigel, and he has not thrown over this corner. Miss Trunchbull glared at Miss Honey. Miss Honey met her gaze without flinching. I'm telling you the truth, headmistress, she said. You must have knocked it over without knowing it. That sort of thing is easy to do. I'm fed up of your loseless bunch of maggots, roared the trunchbull. I refuse to waste any more precision there. And with that march out of the classroom, slamming the row behind her, and stunned Miss Honey walked in front of the stood behind the table. Phew, she said. 
I think we had enough for one day, don't you? The class is dismissed. You may all go to the playground and wait for your parents to come home and take to you. So guys, this was all for chapter number 13. I hope you like it. I think it's going to be really amazing. See how Matilda, with the power of her eyes, just spilled the glass over this horrible headmistress. So let's not do, uh, let's not see what happens next. And I'll see you in the next chapter. Till then, take care and bye-bye.